Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, Josh, it's Andy. This is my fourth time trying to get a hold of you. You haven't been returning my texts. You haven't been checking your Facebook messages. I think you might have fallen off the grid. Listen, we're going to record this week's podcast, but you really need to stop playing that game. I know that I sold you my Switch, so that way you could play Monster Hunter Rise, but I think it's really taking too much of your time. If you get this message, call me back. It'll probably be too late to get you on the episode, but I want to make sure you're okay. Love you, buddy. Enough of that now. Welcome to Tooting Japanese, a podcast where two dudes, of course, in their 30s, talk about anime. Are we not playing D&D this week? No, no, not this week. Oh, I was wondering where everybody was. <laughs> just you and me, buddy. <laughs> oh. Well, he's always so quiet, just like this. He's Andy. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. And I would never betray. I'm Bill. <laughs> it's true, you wouldn't. Uh, hey, guy. Hi. Wow, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, I, I thought we were playing D anD. I didn't know we were still doing this. <laughs> we are. We're still. Do, we're still here. We're still producing podcasts. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I could sit here and apologize for hours, but twenty twenty and twenty twenty one have not been great. So we don't uh, we don't play D anD. D that much anymore either. I I know. <laughs> well, good news is people are getting vaccinated. Good news is we're turning a corner. Right? Right. I, I went into an, a couple establishments without masks on and felt really terribly weird. Yeah, I've tried it too. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I'm getting more used to it, but I've been, as I've been doing my travels for work, I've been going in a lot of places that aren't requiring it, so I got a little bit of a head start. Yeah, and and, and I uh, I was in Florida uh, just recently. Oh, and, no. And <laughs> uh, as you can imagine, as you he- the further you head south, there, there are fewer restrictions when it comes to... America's penis is its own thing. I mean, <laughs> forget the South. That's <laughs> that's fair. No, that's fair. Gosh, should we jump into nerd news or my yeah. nerd, my nerd news? I guess let's start with. Uh, I, I I'll just mention uh, since we're already kind of talking about it. My one of my nerd news bits this week is uh, I went to Disney for the first time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was an interesting experience. Um, I have never been to Disney uh, in my 38 years on this planet. I've never gone. And uh, I had an opportunity to go down with a friend of ours uh, to Florida and stay for a couple days. Uh, I think I spent more days driving than I did actually on vacation, but that's fine. I I can believe that. It's fine. Got a chance to go to Epcot in Disney, which uh, if you're not familiar at all with Disney, that's the one that's... Typically, usually is more adult centered. Um, there's a lot of like it's the Jeez. one that not quite. It's not like Disney After Dark, Bill. The Disney princesses weren't doing pole dances or anything along those lines. They weren't giving you Mickey Mouse ears. No, no, no. Jesus Christ! I'm glad this isn't a visual podcast. The gesture he just made was, anywho. Um, so no, um, it's the one that has like uh essentially the the different like places around the world quote unquote quote unquote that you can go um so like there's like the golf ball the golf ball right with the golf ball and then there's like a big circular path around like a lake that has a bunch of shops and vendors and and food places for like all these different countries around the world so i went in and i knew i was going to spend a lot of money but i didn't care because like this is my one only day i'd ever be at disney so i had some you know 
margarita, you know, pizza from like the the quote unquote Italy section. I had um, like chick, basically like uh, satay chicken and like the, the China section. Uh, I had um, lots of alcohol. <laughs> Um, that was far more expensive than the amount of alcohol that I received. I didn't even get a buzz, but that's fine. I spent a lot of money uh, eating and drinking around the world in a short amount of time. And it was, it was fun for what it was. Went on a few rides. Um, the Finding Nemo ride, the Frozen ride. Yeah, it was, it was fine. It was fine. It looked like it wasn't as packed as I imagine it usually is. No. As, as I have always imagined it would be. No, it really wasn't that bad. Like, even when we got there, like, parking was not a problem. Like, it was fairly tame and i imagine COVID has something to do with that and restrictions sure. about the number of people could be in the park i'm sure so yeah I, I went to disney it was an experience i i'm glad i went to say that i've been to disney now but would i spend a lot of money to go back probably not i'm sure there's other things that i could go to that i probably would enjoy more uh until the mario world opens up at uh i think it's universal though That'll be open up, I think, in Florida and in California. But that'll be the next time I'm ever considering even going out to that way again. You could just do a bunch of mushrooms and go break your leg in a pipe. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, I suppose. That's uh, thanks, Bill. You're always thinking, thinking, thinking one step ahead is what I'd like to say. I did also uh, spend some time in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, and uh, I went to this shop. We were talking a little bit off off camera about this shop called Jay's. CD and hobby shop. Uh, and it's essentially just like a secondhand use like, like DVDs and gaming stuff, uh, and comics and action figures. And I bought a couple action figures, but what I also bought, which I want to bring to our attention here. Are they, um, are they paying for this time? No, they're not. Uh, so they're not, they're not our new daddy. They're not our new daddy. I, I no. wish, I wish. Um, uh, no, but I, I found a copy of Revolution X. For the Sega Genesis. And for those of you who have no idea what Revolution X is, it is an on-rail shooter video game um, where it stars, question mark, uh, the band Aerosmith. <laughs> which, for anyone that doesn't know me well enough, is my favorite band of all time. I, I didn't remember the game until you said that Aerosmith game. Yes. Bill, will you indulge me... I have, it came with a, a case and the booklet. I have the booklet, the original booklet the for booklet. this. Yes, for this Sega Genesis game. And I was looking through it after I purchased it. And this story is bonkers. I can imagine. Will you indulge me as I read to you the, the story of Revolution X? It is story time. Okay, here we go. So here's the scoop. That's how it starts, by the way. It says, so here's the scoop, dot, dot, dot. Something devastating is about to happen. The world is about to be unified under one oppressive governing body, the New Order Nation, or NON. Okay. Okay. A corrupt alliance of government and big business set on crushing today's youth and destroying anything that's at all fun. First of all, I want to say this is very realistic. <laughs> we, are, we are drifting away from the 90s fun time video game. Uh-huh. Just just want to start there. All right. So that, that, that's our start. It's a gruesome regime held under the iron rule of Headmistress Helga. Huh. <laughs> a vicious vamp. So apparently she's a vampire. No, no, no. That's... Vamp is in, like, kind of a dominatrixy, sexy... Oh, no. This is... Like, this is oh, like, oh. Like vicious, sexy woman kind of thing. Oh. I didn't... I don't know that term. I'm learning. I suppose that makes sense you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Helga, Headmistress Helga, a vicious vamp whose obvious attractions are, true to, are truly fatal and enforced by battalions of evil leather-clad troops. Okay, this makes more sense now. Yeah, oh, yep. She's a sex lady. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> this is great. Okay. This is just paragraph one. Here we go. As the story unfolds, you learn that America's premier rock band Aerosmith have been abducted from the hottest club in Los Angeles, Club X, by NON forces. And that this is just the beginning. Their message is clear. The party's over. It's now up to you. You're the only one who can stop the destruction, and music is your weapon. Surrounded by enemy helicopters and armored personnel carriers brimming with psychotic New Order stormtroopers... Wielding some really wicked weaponry, it's going to take a lot of shooting to fight your way out of this one. 
Take aim with your sonic assault weapon, the auto-load multi-CD launcher, and blast the, I'm assuming, shit, although it's uh, at sign, pound sign, exclamation point, and asterisk, uh, out of these treacherous tyrants to restore life as we know it. That could be fuck. It could be fuck. It could be fuck as well. Uh, it's a roller coaster ride through some extremely tough scenarios as you uncover what's really going on at the Evergreen Chemical Company in the heart of the Amazon jungle. Huh. Battle to stop the bus that's taking people to Brainwash Central. Those are capitalized, by the way. <laughs> to reorient them for this new society and conquer Chemitech, where they're making mind-altering drugs. All must be destroyed while you search for Aerosmith. Don't forget, Aerosmith is still involved <laughs> somehow in this. And hope to set them free for a celebratory concert at London's Wembley Stadium. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? This is basically Werewolf the Apocalypse featuring Aerosmith. Yes! Yes, it is! <laughs> And then the last paragraph just says, there are hidden obstacles at every turn, skeletons in every, in every closet. Whatever you do, don't give up. Yeah, I remember having this game. I don't remember any of this. I barely remember the game existed. I had no clue the plot was... <laughs> Fucking wild? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's my nerd news, is I was at Disney and I bought this Sega Genesis cart that I'm going to probably boot up when we're done podcasting and try this out because <laughs> it's been forever of revolution. Because well, yeah, you have that RetroCon machine. Yeah, yeah I've got car. a Retron, Retron 3, Retron, I think. The, I think it's, okay. not, it's not one of the newer ones, but it, uh, it will play Genesis games. So That makes, okay, that yes. makes sense. So I'm, I'm going to try this out. I'll report back next time on my thoughts on, I'll give you my mini review on Revolution X in the Fair year enough. 2021. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, Bill, you have any nerd news? Uh, well, mine's also Disney related. Ooh, wait. It's not really, again, oh, okay. not really so much nerd news as nerd reviews. Nice. All right. <laughs> what, what, what do you got? We did the, uh, we shelled out the premiere access to watch Cruella at home. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, can I give you my initial thoughts? Sure. I was not crazy about this as a concept, but then again, I also kind of like our friend Eric, uh, am not a fan, I think of sometimes of the villain getting their own story. Um, so I'm curious to see how this one actually played out. Well, and that was, I mean, I'm okay with villains having their own movies. That's never been a, a problem with me. I mean, sometimes there are movies about the bad guy. I thought at the very least, you know, we're going to have Emma Stone just walking around, hamming it up and chewing the scenery to pieces. Which is good. Yeah. Which is entertaining in its own right. It was wild. I don't want to spoil too much of it. Or any of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it was wild. It took some wild chances. Okay, so is this a prequel to 101 Dalmatians? Yes. Okay. If there was a problem with it, it definitely did that. What I heard Solo did, where like all the important things all kind of get crammed in one movie. Um, okay. Like all of it. So are dogs involved in this movie at all? They they are okay. Should we put up a spoiler warning? Go into spoiler territory. Do you want to be spoiled? What? How do you feel? Uh, I guess we can put up a spoiler warning right here. Try not to spoil everything, but I guess maybe just because I'm, I just don't know how far you want me to go with it. Let's just if you're if you're interested in watching Cruella, pause here, or we'll I'll I'll try to put a timestamp in. Um, we'll try to give it like maybe two three minutes, maybe a little bit more if we need it. Okay. Hey, just cutting in here real quick. If you want to avoid the spoilers for Cruella, jump ahead to about 19 minutes, 20 seconds. Thanks. So it follows Cruella making her way up the fashion industry as an orphan uh, with Horace and Jasper as like her gang. What? That she joins. What? Because her mother was killed by Dalmatians. What? They pushed her off a cliff. Okay, no, wait. What? Hank, Hank, Bill, back <laughs> the exposition truck up for a second. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, she's a girl. Uh-huh. Her, name's, her name is Estella. Okay. She's mentally unstable and has these lash out moments. Uh-huh. So her mother nicknames that personality, like, Cruella. Uh-huh. 
and tells her, like, you know, keep Cruella inside. You're Estella. Uh-huh. And then when she gets herself in enough trouble, her mom goes to somebody for help. Mm-hmm. And because of her actions, the mom ends up getting pushed off of a cliff by a pack of Dalmatians. I don't get that part. <laughs> but I'm just going to smile and nod right now because I feel like if you explain it to me, I'm going to be very upset because I kind of want to know how that actually plays out on my own by watching it now. Yeah, I tried to be as vague as I could. To... That I mean, that happens within like the first 20 minutes. So, so this not... is a fucking revenge plot against Dalmatians? No, it's it's a revenge plot. In Wonder One Dalmatians? That's why? No, but it's definitely, it, it is a revenge film, but not against Dalmatian specifically. Okay, okay. They're more of a catalyst MacGuffin than a... All right. That's fucking wild. And then she, she falls in with Horace and Jasper, uh-huh. and they become like an orphan street gang. Like, ni- like, like the Oliver Twist? Like 1970s Oliver Twist. <laughs> and then they're just thieves for a while. And then she joins the fashion industry, and then she, hilarity is to enact her revenge, and hilarity ensues. So, how do you, how would you grade the film overall? B, probably. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, low B, high C. Okay. I spent 30 bucks on it for four of us to watch it, because we had a friend, my daughter's friend over. Yeah. You know, so at, at 30 bucks is cheap compared to what it would have been for the four of us to go to the theater. Right, for sure. It's incredibly long, which I guess is for your money, but at the same time, it was, uh, it, I don't know why it had to be that long. That's so weird. The soundtrack is phenomenal. They must have blown most of their budget <laughs> on getting those rights. <laughs> I mean, it's it's literally like Rolling Stones and Beatles and... Like any 1970s yeah. punk era and around that punk era. Yeah, I found their way into the soundtrack. Yeah, it's got a very punk vibe to her. Mm-hmm. Somebody said it's got the first gay character in a Disney movie. Now, I oh, know really? That's must... Now, I don't think that's true because I know the Beauty and the Beast, the whole LaFou thing. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I... But there is a... They never really go into it, but there is definitely a... Uh, non-heteronormative character. Okay. Who might be the best character in the movie. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. At least the coolest one, but... Yeah. I'm, Emma Stone's Emma Stone, so I mean... No, for sure. Uh, for sure. It was worth the money I spent on it. It sounds like it surprised you a bit. It surprised me. It was better than I thought it was going to be, and it was just straight up wild. And I laughed at a lot of... Like, the moment where I just talked about, I laughed at that. Everybody else was like, oh, and I would start laughing because I was like, some motherfucker sat down in the writer's room and I was like, I got it. <laughs> A pack of Dalmatians. Oh, my Lord. All right. Well, like I we don't... can't have we can't have Dalmatians rip a woman to pieces. Oh, no, they'll push her off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much better. It's so much better. Oh, my God. All right. Well, all that... of it. Every ten minutes, you're like, "What?" <laughs> that's that's fucking wild. Whether you're enjoying that what, or you're like rolling your eyes at that what, <laughs> or you're mad at that what, I have no idea. That's okay. I'm, it, it, I it's a ride. Have, I might have changed. You might have, have, have persuaded me to actually go seek this out at some point. Well, I don't know how long that thirty that thirty dollar access is. Mm-hmm. So, theoretically, if it doesn't, like, go away in a day or so, you could come watch it here. That's fair. No, that's fair. That's true. So you don't have to spend the money on yes. it. Yes. Yes. And I wouldn't mind getting my money's worth out of it. <laughs> and, I'm, and my wife is watching. I could hear in the other room. She's watching it again. So <laughs> well, there it's not you go. Like she, she'll watch a movie over and over again. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. She's, she's one to do that, for sure. We should make that a bonus episode. That would be a wild bonus episode. <laughs> I, I'd, be a, I'd be all for it. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's nerd news. Uh, we need to talk about something else that we haven't talked about in a long time. Anime? Do you remember that we're... Yeah, do you remember that we're, <laughs> we're reviewing Guncrave? <laughs> yeah. Kind <Okay>. of. <laughs> Should we... Do we need to, like, kind of, like, do a quick rundown of what happened last time? Like, like a super quick one? Like, what do you remember from the last episode, which we recorded and released in April? I'll figure out where we are. Okay! Okay! <laughs> well... I'll, uh... 
<laughs> Do I remember what our last episode was? No. Will I figure it out pretty quickly when you start talking about it? Maybe. Okay. Well, this is my week. It is is my week, and we are talking about episode twenty today, which is entitled "Brother." Brother. <laughs> Wrong I brother. I remember doing that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, this is a wild episode, by the way. I actually, we've talked about how the tone change to be more like the video game has been a, a negative for the series. Yes. I think this is a momentary dip upward, back upward, of an episode. <laughs> can, can you dip upward? Oh, sorry. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> when you dip, I dip, we dip. Um, like a, 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 a jump upward, maybe, perhaps. Okay. A, a move in a positive direction for a little while. A bump? A bump, if you will. Yes, a bump. Not that kind of bump. Uh, so... We begin, we have a theme song, of course, great song, uh, and then we get a panning shot of a lavish hallway, and someone screaming like either they're on fire, or they're pregnant, or a pack or they're of pregnant. is chasing them down the hall. Yeah, like, <laughs> maybe, like, maybe like a pack of freaking, yes, like a pack of Dalmatians. I meant to say giving birth, not pregnant, by the way. I want to apologize <laughs> to any pregnant woman out there. <laughs> I read my notes wrong. Uh, maybe it's out. a pregnant woman on fire being, <laughs> being chased by a pack of Dalmatians. That's what it sounds like. But no, it, it's not none of those things. Actually, it turns out it's it's Mr. Lee, as they call him, uh, who just found out about his best friend and life partner Bob's death. Oh, does, yeah. Does okay. that ring a bell? Yes. Okay. Remember, remember Bob turned into a helicopter yes. randomly last yep. episode? Yep. Yep. I remember that. You don't forget that, that was, kind of thing. You don't forget about Bobcopters. Um, that's, yeah, that's what happened last time. But yeah, um, Lee just found out. And he is going nuts. And he is sweeping through the room with his hands and feet, cutting things up. Um, we don't see the blade until, like, the last frame, though, when he brings it in and stops just inches away from Bear Walken, who looks very just chill. Yeah, he is generally incredibly calm. He is. Uh, Bear talks him down with a simple... That's enough of that for now. I don't love the crazy video game bullshit, but I do love how Lee calls Brandon a barbarian for killing Bob as he was just giving a Xena-like war cry (laughs) (laughs) and tearing up room in this room and every people, all the people and And blah, 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 all that. Destroying Amish-made furniture. Destroying (laughs) Amish-made furniture. Absolutely. Uh, Raking up the bill, the repair bills for Bloody Harry. Lee says he wants the honor of executing Brandon as revenge. He's going to cut him into little pieces, leaving nothing behind. Except little pieces. Except little pieces. That's what he'll leave behind. That's what he'll leave behind. He'll leave behind. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, spoiler, Bill. Lee does not get the chance to do that this episode. This is the only time we see Lee. Bum, bum, bum. Which is fine with me because what we get instead is a shot of a moon and a cemetery. And Boongie, ba 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 Boongie, is digging up a grave. Uh, and I think we're meant to believe I, it's a, a lot of quick cuts. I think it's supposed to be Brandon's grave. Yeah, like he's checking to see if the body's there. Yeah, and he opens it up, and there's an, it's an empty casket, of course, because he was never buried. He right. was taken by Doctor Tapioca, Tokioka, whatever. Um, so instead, he stares into the grave. He flicks his cigarette butt into there. We hear the sound of a gunshot, and we get our title card, brother, brother, brother. Um, I, I What I like about this episode, as we'll talk about in a little bit, is that this is a Boongie episode. Boongie, to me at least, and maybe, I, we, I don't know if we've, really, if we've really talked about some of the characters as in-depth as we could have throughout the series. And if we have, it's been a while, so our fans probably don't remember anyway. I, I think Boongie is one of, can, can be said to be one of the more interesting characters from this anime. Do you agree? I think that's, that's reasonable. And I, this episode does spend a lot of time rehashing their his relationship and connection with Brandon. Yeah, his complicated. Because although he you know, the brother of the title, they seems to love him, he's also very frustrated that Brandon gets all this all this love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as we'll see in this episode, the struggling of figuring out well what does he do with him now that he is marked a traitor by the organization and Bloody Harry and so on and so forth. Right. So we get an overhead shot of the city. Uh, to which we zoom in, 
and we see uh, images of men in suits looking menacing, talking on mobile phones, and it looks like it's coming through like a slightly shaking lens of uh, a rifle scope, but they subvert your expectations, and instead it's the shaking hands of Dr. Tokioka through a pair of binoculars. I thought that was a cool little thing. Yeah, yeah. Small, but cool. In an abandoned building, Grave and Mika bond over loading up a gun and pestering questions to him about how he knew her mom. <laughs> Did you bang my mom? Did you yeah, bang yeah. my mom? Basically, that's basically <laughs> what it is. Um, okay, one of the questions that she asks also <laughs> is, hey, was my mom beautiful when she was younger? Like, <laughs> ouch, she wasn't that old or that ugly or anything. <laughs> right? Was my mom a babe? <laughs> As you can imagine, Bill, I know this will surprise you. Grave does not respond to any of the questions. <laughs> this is this track? As, as, that tracks. As <laughs> as he does or does not, I suppose. As in death as with life. <laughs> He's still a quiet bastard. Uh, this pisses Mika off. Uh, she comments on how quiet he is and how he never says anything. And if he doesn't get around to being more communicative, girls won't like him. <laughs> Typical teenage girl. Yeah. Uh, Tokioka steps up, and I just, I love and hate this moment. Because he steps in, and he just kind of like is grinning. And he sits down, and he, go, he says, uh, hey, uh, is this girl giving you a hard time again? <laughs> it's like macho bullshit, but also like he's probably tired of her bullshit, yeah. too. Well, it's also probably joking macho bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, like, like. It's facetious. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, the doc tells Grave that, hey, there's a heavier presence of Millennium around now because, you know, you just killed Bob. Anytime you kill Bob. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. People get all uppity about it. Well, I don't understand why. So Mika feels bad about this whole thing and about any more potential bloodshed. But Grave just does this cool thing where he spins his gun around in his hand like all flippity doodah, uh, like a total badass, and he's... Uh, just basically ready to cut a path through everyone, Tokioka says. Folks, it's video game time. Like, we're in video game mode now. Absolutely. And this is the era of PlayStation 2. Like, there's no, like, deep story in these these shooter games. <laughs> this isn't Mass Effect. This is this is running gun, baby. But then why did it take 18 episodes to get here? <sighs> because the anime is better than the video game? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, I guess. Uh, you used to work for a company, and then you died and got turned into a zombie, and now you're going to shoot all the zombie executives of that company. Have fun! <laughs> basically. Basically. Um, so, we cut back to Harry in uh, his base and his office in, at Millennium, and he orders Bob's death to be spoken about within the terms of he died of a heart attack because of high cholesterol. Because he ate a bucket of chicken a day. <laughs> Every day. He got a 21-wing salute. <laughs> <laughs> 21-wing salute! That is the name of this episode. I'm writing it down right now. Uh, okay. KFC's across the land wept. <laughs> And close their doors. <laughs> and close their doors. Oh, Bill, that sidetrack. I hate it. <laughs> so, so on my on my drive, I I, I uh, from Florida and back, I was like, I want to stop it, like, and get some like fast food, but I want to make it like be fast food places I, I would normally not be able to get. Right. So right. I had uh, I had Zaxby's for the first time. I've never had Zaxby's. I'm aware of them, but I've never had it. Zaxby's chicken is actually really good. It's uh, not overly crispy batter, but it's got like a lot of spices in the batter. Okay. Um. So so it was, was really tasty. Uh, their fries were ass. Fair uh, enough. I did not like their fries, but I did also get um uh like cheese nuggets, like uh, uh, white white cheddar nuggets. Those were yeah. the bomb. Those were really good. Um. So I I really liked them. Um. Aside from the fries, and then I also had um Bojangles. Oh, cool! Right on. Which which I never had either. I never had Bojangles either. Uh, their their fries fucking rock. They had like just amazing fries. Their chicken was pretty good. It wasn't as good as, like, if I could combine the fries from one place and the chicken from the other, it would have been a great meal. Like, if you could just drive through both and then order what you wanted from each store. Yes! <laughs> but to be fair, they were in different states. But anywho. <laughs> that's all That's all further east than I've 
than I lived in the South. So. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that was I, through uh, through Georgia and I think Tennessee, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And see, I've only ever been on the far west side of Tennessee, even so. That's fair. That's fair. So. I guess I've been I've been to Nashville, I suppose, but. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I uh, I that is a weird. Se- we talk about tried chicken, so like right, that's my. Right. <laughs> that's my bit of a non sequitur there. I don't know if I'll keep that in. But anywho. That, that's your munch squad. <laughs> that's my Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, I really want to. Rip some it off more. the macros again. <laughs> I want some more Zaxby's chicken. I'm just saying. Uh so oh yeah, that's right. Bob's a fatty. Alright, so Bob <laughs> Bob Bob's death is ruled as uh death by heart attack. Uh Harry has a bit of a, a moment of internal monologue, which is normal for the show. Talking about how the necrolized has defeated the superiorized. But then he's like, but how did Brandon get like booted up? Like what happened? And then everything dawns on him just suddenly. He's like, Oh yeah, there's that doctor. Dr. Tokioka. Oh yeah. I hired that guy to do stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably him. And Oh yeah. I bet when the, the plant was all shot up and all those uh, orgmen were defeated, I bet that was Brandon too. Brilliant. Brilliant man. Brilliant man. It's all making sense. So we cut to a street chase randomly. Uh, Millennium thugs are chasing down some schmuck. And when they catch up to him, they're like, why did you run? Do you know something? <laughs> do, you, do you know where, where do you know where Brandon Heat is? And the guy's like, I legit have no idea what you're talking about. I thought you were loan sharks. Uh-huh. I'm running because you're chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But these Millennium thugs are like, all right, well, if you don't know anything, I guess we'll kill you. But pop can to the rescue. An empty pop can is thrown <laughs> by Mika, who just happened to be walking by. And she's like, she throws it and is all dramatic, like, run! <laughs> run! <laughs> like that would do anything. Um, actually, it does, though, because they turn, they're like, holy shit, that's that girl we're looking for. Yeah. That worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they give chase to her. She, of course, clumsily falls. Of course. And they, they grab her up. And they're like, holy shit, you are. You're that girl. We just did something good. We get rewarded. Yeah. And she's, like, crying, of course. And then Grave does this cool, like, there's this shot from the ground up. And like, you see between these two buildings. And he's just, like, dropping in all superhero style. And he just lands and beats the piss out of these guys. So did you really have to take the time to climb up those two buildings? Yeah, apparently he did. <laughs> He could have just walked it on the scene. and He could have just stepped in, right? (laughs) Or just shot the guys from behind. Yeah. (laughs) Something. Oh, my God. Um, Fucker's got a Spider-Man up a building. Right. (laughs) He's just like, let me just get up here. This will be cool as shit. Or he took the elevator, which is even worse. This is the early aughts. (laughs) Everything has to be cool as shit. Uh, Oh, my God. You just see him, like, another elevator scene. Just him, like, just, like, waiting calmly. Yep. (laughs) Her screaming down there. He's just... It's like, (laughs) elevators. Am I right? (laughs) So Mika goes to check on the roughed up guy, who is ungrateful as hell. He's like, uh, if I'm found with you guys, I'm basically dead. Get the fuck away. And he runs off. This whole time, Brandon is just, like, smiling at her. (laughs) Like, he's just, like, got this goofy... It's like like a scary grin. Uh, And then all of a sudden, he just kind of breaks his silence, and he goes, hey, why don't we go see Maria? (laughs) That's a weird thing to say, too. That's, uh... Yeah, yeah. Let's, I know your mom was just shot dead a little bit ago. Let's go see her. Yeah. I'll tell you what kind of babe she is then. <laughs> oh, God. We cut back to Boonji. He's driving on a business that's, that's why they call them necrolizers. <laughs> oh, podcast over. I'm done. No, I'm kidding. Um, we go to Boonji. He's driving in his, his, uh, his, his top-down car. He's driving along. And then there's a phone call, which I guess is a memory from before because he's not holding a foreign phone, nor is his, is his mouth moving at all in the scene. <laughs> but some guy says, hey, some of our guys got roughed up. I think it's probably Brandon. And then Boonji says, yeah, I'm going to handle this myself. Sure. Yeah, why not? And this is where we get our break card. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Try something out. I don't know. Hey everyone, it is Andy and welcome to The Break Card. Thank you so much for sticking around throughout this episode where Bill and I are reviewing episode 20 of Gungrave. That means we're just down to six episodes of this particular anime left. And then we're going to be doing probably a short 
uh, summer viewing series like we normally do, probably a couple of movies or TV shows, and then we're going to get into season seven, which is my season. Uh, we're back to my pick. Uh, each, all three of us have had a chance to pick an anime. I'm still not 100% sure on what I'm going to be picking. Uh, we'll have more information as the weeks go by, hopefully, on that and have our big reveal and our finale of season six. I want to thank you so much for your patience. I always feel like I'm making excuses when I might miss episodes. I'm not really trying to make excuses. What I'm trying to do is just kind of explain what's going on uh, for us. I know Josh has been extremely busy with regards to work and family. Uh, I know that Bill obviously also has had a lot with work and family as well. Uh, I know that I personally have had a lot, especially finishing up a full school year of teaching during a pandemic has not been easy for me in any way, shape, or form, whether that's mentally, whether that's just by workload. Uh, so I have not had, unfortunately, the time to not only get the guys together to record, but also I'm in charge of doing the editing for this podcast, and uh, we missed some time. So I apologize for the missing episodes. I'm on summer break now, and hopefully that means more consistent releases. Uh, if you want more information about our releases, you can subscribe to our social media, facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and then on Twitter at tuningjapanese. If you want more information and behind-the-scenes stuff, as well as bonus episodes and bonus content and physical rewards, you can head to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. The more support we get there, the better chance we have of getting more help in producing our show, so that way there aren't these gaps in between these episodes. I'm going to leave it there. Let's get back into our review of Gun Grave. And we're back for the break card? What's your sound effect this time? I I have a question. Okay, what is it? How did you spend that much time in Florida and you're still so white? God damn it! I, you <laughs> know, I, you're I, glowing I, I, on my, your I, face is glowing on my screen. To be fair, Bill, I have my, I have my backlight on. That's part of the reason. Um, but no, I, I did, I did get some, some sun. So I have a little bit of color. <laughs> you are glowing. God damn it, Bill. God damn it, Bill. Um, so, <laughs> hey, we go to Mika's not Mika's, Maria's old apartment. You're like Alien Mr. Burns in that one episode. <laughs> I love that! We bring you love! <laughs> and, and peace! <laughs> he brings his love and peace, break his legs! <laughs> That's such a trigun moment. Um. Oh my god, anywho. So, <laughs> they go and check out Maria's old apartment, and Grave is puts on his apartment hunter tour. <laughs> He's like, and over here we banged and over. Um, <laughs> no, um, it's this beaten up, broken down building has not been upkept at all. <laughs> over there's where I gave her the pearl necklace. Oh, that's a nice gift. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Maria, goes, <laughs> not Maria, M- Mika. I'm getting these two mixed up. Mika then... Because they're the same character. Because they're basically the same character. Mika gets very excited, though, when she's walking through this, like, glass-shattered, broken-up building. She's like, (laughs) I bet the couch was here, and I bet there was a big table here in front of the fireplace. And the whole time, like, he is just smiling goofily at her. Like, just just loving this. And then he has memories. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. He got feelings. He got feelings. He remembers a snowy day with Maria where... He apparently got roughed up, and she's like, oh, you were fighting again, weren't you, Brandon? Then she says what we all have said throughout the whole series, like, you're so quiet. Uh, Why don't you ever talk to me? Uh, But she says, it's not a big deal. She'll always be able to hear him, because his voice will reach her loud and clear even when he's not talking. Until she's dead. Until she can't hear anymore, because she's murdered by millennium soldiers. So they hold each other as the memory fades. Mika keeps asking, so did you bone my mom? <laughs> but before she can get an answer, Grave notices Boonji as they're walking out of the build. He's leaning on his vehicle. <laughs> Don't do that. You're going to ruin the paint. <laughs> he says, basically something along the lines of, 
You made me drive all over town to find you, but I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we get uh, a bit of banter before the, as you would expect, a gunfight between these two. A very non-conventional one, as we'll talk about, but not non-conventional in the way that we saw with Bob's fight. <laughs> I hope not. No, it's not. So this is the case. So I have a lot of a lot of thoughts about this scene to come up. So I'll just kind of play through and I'll kind of ask you some of your opinions here. Okay. So first of all, Boonji does this cool, like producing a, a gun at lightning speed, like like kind of like pulls it out of nowhere sort of thing. I feel like we saw that before. Yes. I feel like that was my like, first question. Yeah, early early on, I think we saw him do that. Like he's got like spring loaded things in his sleeves or something. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. Because like, spoiler for like a, like about five minutes from now when we get to the point, he's not superiorized. Is he not? I'm thinking not. As I will explain to you in the, how, how the scene plays out, you can tell me whether you think he is or not. But I think he is not superiorized. Okay. Okay. So he does the cool thing with the spring-loaded thing, like, from his sleeve, uh, and then shoots twice. Not at Grave, but at Maria, to which Grave supernaturally moves in the way and takes the bullets, and they just kind of bounce off his back. Maria steps up and kind of like... Sorry, mm, Mika! I actually wrote Maria here. Uh, Mika... <laughs> Why do I keep doing this? Okay, because they're the same character, Andrew. All right, so Mika knows and says she knows Boonji. She says, you're the one that you and your men killed my mom. And he's like, yeah, I guess I did, didn't I? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops, your mom's dead. I'm such a rascal. <laughs> he says, I'm not interested in kids, so why don't you run along? The adults need to talk here. I'm interested in revenge. Boonji admits to killing, or, or, or pushing toward the killing of Maria, and tells her that Harry just doesn't want anything around or anyone around that reminds him about Big Daddy. Basically kind of saying, like, you should probably get out of here because you could be one of those people that I'm going to kill. Right. For for Harry. But here's what I find interesting. Like, he does, he seems to not want to hurt her. And we're going to see this played out here and in one other scene later on in this episode. And I find that really fascinating because, again... Bunji still kind of remains one of like those still kind of good characters despite everything. Yeah, I mean he has no reason to kill her. Yeah. And so he doesn't want to be given a reason to kill her. But if this was Lee, well, like Lee would not have stopped. Lee's batshit crazy and has been from day 1. True. Like I I would argue that a lot of other people probably would not have hesitated as much. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Lee's so, a bad example though. He started out fucking and got worse. True. This is this is true. Um, Bungie turns his insults from Mika, not Maria, uh, to Grave, saying that you know he joined Millennium back then to basically alongside of him and Harry to protect them. And he says, you know, like, why are you getting in the way of Millennium? Like, like what? What's the point? What's the purpose of doing so? Um, to Bungie, it's about the code of iron. It's about putting a stop to traitors. And Brandon, in his mind, is a traitor. Right. And so that's, so that's cool. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't boil down to like anything other than business. And that's how Boonji has been throughout the whole series. Right. And he doesn't, I mean, from what he's been told that Brandon is a traitor. I mean, he never doesn't know otherwise and doesn't care enough to try to find out if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grave pushes Mika away. She runs off and Boonji allows her to get away. Cause again, Boonji doesn't, doesn't really have a beef with her. His beef is with, you know, the big guy. Right. So then we cut to the actual gunfight. We get the cool sort of like both of them walking slow stepped to the center of this empty street to face off against each other. And we get this dramatic moment. Um, and this is where, again, I don't think he's superiorized because he says to Brandon specifically, says, so you've been necrolized. That puts me at a disadvantage, doesn't it? He says, thankfully, I have some things to, to even the odds. And the things he has to even the odds are technology. So like he produces a detonator in his hand. Yeah, like he's he he never morphs. He never does anything outside of what we, what we saw his abilities of before ever. I don't think he's superiorized at all. Yeah, but isn't his flesh kind of weird though? Doesn't he like break or shatter? No, or grow anything back or something? Nope, not a thing. I. It's been a while since I've seen the episode. I thought I remembered him like his hand shattering or his hand 
being blown off and growing back or nope i don't think that being, was him that must have been a different character because here at least being cut off and not bleeding or something nope i don't I, I do not i honestly do not believe that was him uh because here it's it's all about technology he's got detonators to which he immediately pushes and blows up grave and the building that he was in but of course grave stands up and he's not phased I'm, I'm curious though since if he isn't superiorized i guess my question is why why do you think Harry did not go through the trouble of getting him superiorized? Well, him and Harry never really had a much of a relationship. I mean, he works for Harry, he does for Harry, but he came up because of Brandon. He worked with Brandon. Do you think there's a fear there that, like, I don't think if he gets too close to Grave that he's going to be on Grave's side? I don't think it's even a fear. I think he just doesn't. I just don't think he he thought about it. Okay. I just don't think Harry it it crossed Harry's mind. That makes sense. That makes sense. It being being more of an oversight than a than a, than a, than a conscious choice, right? That yeah, that that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that kind of tracks with his character. Grave stands up. He's not really that phased from the explosives. So Ben, so Bungi has a second plan, which is out of the fucking like Megatron's playbook. <laughs> <laughs> he produces a gun from his car. And it's this high-tech-looking gun. He's like, I got this secret weapon here. It shoots you and it, it breaks down your, your, your body's tissues. And they die. And they wither away. And it works really well on dead tissue. And I'm like, what? What? What is this? Like, Megatron is like, I have a secret weapon <laughs> that, will, that will destroy you. It'll immobilize all Autobots. <laughs> And it shoots Autobots extra well. Extra well. It will not work as well on Decepticons. What? <laughs> um, Bill, this weapon, when it shoots, because he shoots him, and uh, Grave basically punches the ground and knocks up a, a bit of the building to block it. It Phrasing. looks like... Wait, what? <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. <laughs> he blocks it with a piece of the building, and... It's a freaking like pink blotch. It's a it's a paint gun. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it's a the secret weapon is a paint gun. But anywho, it's full full of uh anti necrolizing necro bacteria. Yeah. <laughs> Goo. I guess it's so weird. So anywho, Grave just decides I'm going to chuck this piece of the building at him, which he does and misses, uh, but gives him an opportunity to run off and then Boonji has like 50 other detonators and we get this like panned out shot of just like buildings exploding while he's <laughs> grave is like booking it in front of him like each of the explosions <laughs> it's fucking it's fucking wild here's the best part he has a joker moment <laughs> yeah here's the best part though on a building away tapioca's got his binoculars and he's just watching like huh <laughs> this is weird neat <laughs> and then Probably my favorite part of the whole episode. Grave thinks he's in the clear and he stops. And he looks down. There's a teddy bear sitting on the ground. And it's got Bear Walkins glasses on. <laughs> yes. And it blows up. <laughs> so this is, I don't, do you remember the greatest episode of Cowboy Bebop? Maybe. The, maybe it's in the top five, probably. The one where he is going after Teddy Bomber. I don't. It's a it's it's a later episode in the series, and it's the one where Spike is after this guy who is blowing up buildings with teddy bears, explosive teddy bears, and okay. all throughout the episode, the teddy bomber is trying to say like why he's doing it, but every time he's interrupted because there's another bounty hunter by the name of Andy who rides on a horse. Okay, I remember him. <laughs> I do remember Cowboy Andy. <laughs> yes. So I think I think this is this is a callback, maybe, or like a small minor little moment of like. Paying a little bit of homage back to Cowboy Bebop, possibly. I, I could see that. I didn't think of that, but I could see that. <laughs> but it, but I love that it's a teddy bear that looks just like Bear Walken, too. Like, there's so many layers here. Right. Oh, so good. So after the smoke clears from the explosion, Grave slowly rises to his feet, and Boonji dramatically steps toward him, step after step, and then shoots him in the arm with his goo gun. <laughs> <laughs> phrasing <laughs> <laughs> no no that's exactly what happens and his arm goes limp shoots that goo and it goes limp uh, <laughs> you're not doing phrasing anymore we're not doing phrasing anymore uh Bunchy asks grave one more time like 
dude, why did you betray the organization? And then shoots him in the leg, shoots him in his other leg. And like his body is locking up. It's seizing. It can't move. Right. Uh, and Boonji decides to do the, I guess, cocky thing. and just drops the, 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 the goo gun and uh, just walks up to him, does the cool gun flip thing again and holds it to his head and says, he's doing this because he taught him everything. And so it's his responsibility now of taking out him when he's a traitor. Fair enough. Which parallels the scene that we saw in the ele- the cool elevator scene where Brandon, I mean, you honestly, it really does parallel where Brandon has to make the decision to try to take out his friend, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that symmetry in the moment where he's about ready to shoot his buddy, his mentor in the head, Mika shows up screaming for mercy. She sta- she's standing in a, in a, in an alleyway and she's got a gun the one she was practicing with, shooting the cans the one time, shakily trained on Tabunji. She claims that if Brandon, or sorry, Grave in this case, I suppose, did betray the organization, he probably would have had a good reason, to which Bunji goes, yeah, you're right, he probably did. And you think for a moment he's going to put his gun down. But he says, but he still betrayed the organization regardless. Yeah, he's like, I've already thought this through. Yeah. I know that's he had a good reason. That's yeah. not the point. Yeah, I love that. It's just that conviction is there in that character. Yep. So Mika continues to just beg him to stop and is like threatening to shoot him, but like you could tell she's not going to. Uh, to which case he just keeps saying like, "Shut up, go away." Um, and he eventually turns and he shoots, but he shoots like fifteen bullets and he purposefully misses every single shot at her. He can't do it. He can't kill her. Right. Which I find interesting, too. Like, here's this gun for hire, cold-blooded killer. He can't bring himself to kill this girl. Yeah, the madman. Yeah, so I, I thought that was a that was a, a, a cool point of, like, showing more about his, his character. Meanwhile, Grave moves his once immobile leg and manages to get to his feet and just clocks the hell out of him with his one good arm. Grab my good hand! Yes. Bunji crumples, and we see his glasses are knocked off, and we see his eyes for the very first time. Again, there's more of that, like, looking at some, someone in the eye, like, sort of symbolism, like we talked about in past episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's just sitting there. He's laughing. He doesn't know what else to do as Grave scowls at him. Uh, and Grave just starts punching and punching and punching. And between every punch, we get a shot of a different silhouetted memory in black and white of him and Bunji. And then we we get a soundless punch, and we hear Bungie say, "Big guy, please don't betray the family." And it was just a good moment. Like it was, yeah. it was, well, it was a well, good scene. It's through this whole show they've been, you know, they've been using guns and so been sort of removed and cold. And for him to beat him to death with his hand is a very intimate moment, for lack of a better word. Yeah, no, I think intimate's a good word for that. Like, it's, it seems like it may be a, a weird word there, but it makes total sense. It's not to be too cliche, go back to, but uh, it's kind of like in The Dark Knight with Joker, where he's like, you know, the whole, do you know why I use knives? You know, you yes. savor all the little emotions. and Right. You know, it's not just a, a pull the trigger and shrug your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a cool moment. I think it's it's well done and it builds up the emotion in the right way in this scene. So we cut away to a snowy sky and the interior of Dr. Tokioka's truck. And he has got grave back on some life support after what happened uh, with Boonji. He says, you know, those shots did big damage to his body. Uh, I can try to help him, but he's probably not going to be anywhere near what he was. Maybe even just 70% as strong as what he was before he's permanently damaged permanently damaged mika stares at grave noting how on that day that he fought bungie and killed bungie she heard him cry out in pain like the cry of an animal and then we get so we cut back to those final moments where grave is still punching bungie uh and it starts snowing and mika jumps on grave and begs him to stop and we just get this cutback scene of like her on grave's back trying to pull him away grave over Boonji's lifeless body. He's already dead. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically true. And we get the final words from grave 
he says, I would never betray. And that's the end of episode 20. Are you sure we don't see Boonji in the in his camp? I'm po- I'm almost positive. And like he falls we can look down that up. shatters. We can we can look that up and 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 talk about that next time, which is going to be episode 21, which is titled God damn it. Just titled Duty. <laughs> Duty. <laughs> D-U-T-Y. Duty. Christ. <sighs> There's a character in The Witcher 3 uh-huh. who, who's uh, who's named Dudu. D-U-D-U. Uh-huh. And it is the best thing ever. This <laughs> uh, is the time where we're going to talk about how we thought of the episode. I'll start. Uh, this is what's a surprisingly good episode. <laughs> Geralt's all like, we have to find a way to draw Dudu out. <laughs> Sometimes my mom has to put her finger up there and help me go. <laughs> Whoa! Sorry, that's another home movies reference. Uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a Jason line. Okay, okay. Anywho. Are we learning so, things today? We need context. Um, overall, I thought this actually was a good episode. There were a few missteps, but, like, generally speaking, it built back, like, it, you're showing how Grave is starting to, like, kind of remember how he still harbors a lot of these memories, that there's, even though he's dead, there's human aspects to him. I love the fight between him and Bungie, aside from the, like, Megatron bullshit. Everything else is really good. Honestly, even the Megatron bullshit is less bullshit than I turned into a bobcopter <laughs> and shot fat at you. But is there anything more Transformers than that? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, this felt, this final battle had a lot more emotion behind it and felt a little more grounded. I agree. Because nobody turned into a helicopter. I agree. No, that's that's fair. No, what is more Megatron than a, than a magic gun turning into a helicopter? <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, no, I... I definitely like this episode a lot more uh, than the last one. I think I'm worried. Again, I, I've seen the show before, but I haven't rewatched these episodes, all these episodes yet. I'm worried because I know we've got we got Lee left. We've got like every episode seems to be a, a mini boss, right? Basically, so we have yeah. we have episode 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. We have six episodes left. We've got Lee. We've got Bear. We've got Harry. And we've got Harry. So like, I feel like the next couple episodes will maybe they'll draw out the Lee fight a little more. Maybe they'll draw out the bear fight, but like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just this, there's going to be more wild bullshit. Isn't there? Yeah. I don't think it ever gets as weird as Bob if Copter? I remember. Yeah. Bob Copter. Okay. I think that was a, a, a perhaps a low point of the show or okay. a point depending <laughs> okay. on how you want to take it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> So yeah, overall, high marks, I think, on this episode. Not as high marks as some of the earlier stuff, but still, I think, a pretty solid episode. Good payoff Pro- with those yeah. two characters. Probably a pinnacle of the of the final back half. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the episode from your side? We gotta look up Bungie, though. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll look that sure? up. Maybe, maybe it's next episode that we see him. Maybe. Because him and the cat. I don't remember that. Maybe it's, maybe it's next episode. Maybe it's next episode. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. But any any other general thoughts about the episode overall? Uh, no, I think I pretty much agree and interjected what I needed to interject. All right. Uh, next time we're going to be back with episode 21, Duty. Uh, and <laughs> brother. I believe, I believe, Duty, brother. Duty, brother. I think that's your episode, right? Uh, I don't know anymore. Okay, Probably. fair enough. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And maybe Josh that's, will be back. And... That sounds right. Okay, that's fair. Maybe Josh will be back that uh, for that episode. We'll see. Um, but, uh, I want to thank you all for joining us. So we will be back next week, but until then, Bill, this felt good. What? This felt good, but it's time to go. That also feels good sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes (laughs) it does. When you, when you, we'll talk more about that next week when we talk (laughs) about duty. Hey, Bill, send us home. We are home. Shut up. (laughs) Do the closing. This is the Tooting Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their thirties, Talk about anime, and I would never betray. I'm Bill. And I'm always so quiet, just like this. He's Andy. <laughs> we will see you next time. Yeah.
Yeah, they didn't prepare anything this time. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. family.